This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Still lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! For the boys, uh, for West Virginia, for everyone out there, it's Hal. I'm hosting. Ked's in the studio. We're switching roles today. Whoop, whoop. What's up, Hal? What's up, dude? How's it going, man? That was, <laughs> that was an electric uh, intro, bud. Yeah, I think, um, I don't think we, we never really focused or harped on the intro, so I gave it my all there. I am hosting. It feels good. Uh, got a lot of topics going on. Uh, best part about me hosting is Ked's going to be on the hot seat all podcast long. Fire away the fire trucks, play the clip. Um, so it's going to be a good podcast for everyone. Let's hop into it, Ked. You got anything before we start? Uh, I just want to let people know that this, uh, this week I went on the QL, uh, QL podcast with, uh, these guys. Uh, there are a couple, uh, Toronto fans and I had a great time with them. If you get a chance, check them out. We're going to use a sound clip for them later. And we're going to introduce a new, uh, a new fucking word I'm looking for. You, I don't know, but, uh, I do want to say if you're looking for a podcast with a couple of dudes, who sound very Canadian, like very, and not like Western Canadian, not like a country Canadian, like they're from Ontario and they seem, they seem very Canadian. I'm all in on these boys. Um, Fuck yeah. All right. Moving on from your celebrity appearances, dude. You're a hot shot. Uh, Max Domi, Aaron Eckblad. What do you got? Uh, okay, so I went to bed early that night. I woke up the next morning, went on Twitter, and people were fucking bugging. Uh, essentially what happened, Eckblad, Domi went in the corner. Eckblad kind of gave him a little bit of a slash, not even a big deal. Domi, you know, grabs a jersey, glove on, hits him three times in the face. Ekblad's like, no, stop it, I don't want it anymore. And then Domi just takes his gloves off and just mashes his face in. Blood everywhere. Uh, Domi came out and said he apologized today. Ekblad said the score will be settled. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I understand why people are pissed at Max Domi, and I don't really know why he did that. I don't know if he was trying to make an impression or if he just, like, snapped. But the thing is, is if you're Aaron Ekblad and and Max Domi has your jersey 
with his glove and he punches you in the face three times, I think at that point in your brain, it should be like head on a swivel. I may get punched in the face. Yeah. They're playing like, they're playing like soft guy chicken. Like Max Domi was like, I'm going to punch you once. You can punch me back. Am I going to punch you twice? It never happened, dude. If you, if you don't even put your hands up or like, don't even like give the guy a face wash, like, I'm, I like you. Got to do something there. I I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it was a scumbag move. But if I'm a Canadians fan, I'm pumped. Max Domi. I mean, what? Oh no, he's suspended for the preseason. Oh no. If you're a Canadians fan, you have little to look forward to other than beating Ottawa like five times. Uh, that's a good sign for you. So I mean, I would be pumped. I would be pumped if I was a Canadians fan. They have that other guy who broke his face in the fight, Delorier. Yep. So I guess the Canadians are going to fucking grind it up with Gallagher and Sean. They're just going to be a bunch of dickheads. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, like, it, it was like, remember when Marshan did it to Sedin? And he, like, punched him in the yeah. face a couple times? Except for Domi was, wasn't was fucking around. At no, all. dude. Like, and, then, and, and you were right about Ekblad, dude. He's, like, three times the size of him. How do you not at least, like, hug him until the reps come over if you want to keep getting punched in the face? Yeah, and the grossest part uh, was that photo he posted with his dog, mm-hmm. uh, with his face beamed up. Hopefully that guy like leaked and he just like sent it as a joke because that's funny. But like if he's like out here posting like I'm having a good day, like my biggest fear in life is honestly getting my ass kicked and then having to like walk in full of a room of people that saw me oh, get my ass kicked with a oh, black eye the next oh, day. Oh yeah, that's like that has to be one of the lowest of the low feelings. Like that's not a shot. That's not a shiner he earned. He got mugged. And they took his purse. Like I, yeah. you know what I mean. There's no yeah. pride in that black guy. Yeah. Although mark your calendar, December 28th is when the Canadians play the Panthers, and I think that game's gonna get a little chippy. Right after, think- right after Christmas, dude. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, like he'll get his revenge. But if it's not on, if Ekblad doesn't challenge him to a fight, then it's for nothing. Like my hope from the bottom of my heart, because I like Ekblad. I actually really like him as a player. My hope for him is that he has like a brother, like a Dean Youngblood's older brother, who just flew down to Florida and he's like, let's get in the barn and fucking speed back like for a couple hours because you need to learn how to protect yourself. And it's all going to come back to this big showdown. He's going to be training in the barn with his brother for the next four months. What, what do you think? How would, what would you think of Ekblad if, like, if somebody else on his team went and fought uh, Domi? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm being kind of a hypocrite because I've seen it time and time again where I've seen star players on my team get stood up for it for probably guys like Ference, McQuaid. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and you've built the same thing. You've had those same guys on your teams. And I think almost everybody has. So when that happens to you, it's like, it's like, oh man, like that was great. Like our guy doesn't have to fight. But the, and Aaron Eckblad doesn't have to fight. But the thing is, is like, he's so much bigger than Max Domini and he's a defenseman and he, and he's strong in front of the net. He's not a weak guy. Like Aaron Eckblad should be able to defend himself. Yeah, I think if somebody fights for him, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll look at him, I guess, a little bit less. But if he goes out there and drops the fucking mitts, I don't even care if he gets his ass kicked. Like, I'll have that respect for him, I guess, the fact that he's willing to settle his own battles. Like, he's supposed to be a leader, right? Like, you don't want your leader being like, hey, can you right. go take care of this for me? Yeah, and you know what, too? Because I think in the locker room, there's a lot of guys on the third and fourth line. They're like, I don't want Ekblad fighting. Like, I'm going to fight for him. If I was Ekblad, I'd go up to him and be like, no, like, I got to do this. Like, yeah, like, like he, could either, he could either be, like, a star player or, like, he could just Shea Weber. I don't think Shea Weber would have anybody fight Shea Weber's fights. And yeah, Ekblad's I, big and strong. Like, I don't think Ekblad's a pussy, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree, dude. 
So okay. moving on, yeah, we kind of just ri- we just ripped Ekblad, but like we like him at the same time. Exactly. He it out. exactly. So actually, let's let's recap. If Ekblad comes out and fights Domi, win or lose, are you satisfied? Yeah. Even if he doesn't win. Yes. Yes. I'll, he okay. can't. He can't get one punch though. No, but I mean, if he if he hangs in there, and I bet you it'd be a lot of clutching and grabbing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but can you imagine if he gets one punch? That that's a tough look. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on from getting your ass kicked. Kovalchuk's back. He had a shootout goal. Not, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a shootout goal. He, a little breakaway. Breakaway. I'm, I'm, hey, dude, I'm hosting. Why don't you keep your stats and fucking... All right, bro. Pack out of town. All right. What do you got on Kovalchuk's fucking goal? So, I know it's preseason. And when when there were reports that Kovalchuk was going to go to the Rangers, like I was kind of pumped. And I kept telling myself he'd be sick, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's older now. He played in the KHL, which is kind of a joke compared to the NHL. Like, it, I don't know if it's gonna work out. And again, like I said, I know it's preseason. The best players probably weren't on the ice, but like he still has that factor when he gets the puck. Like you kind of clench your ass cheeks because you're like, oh fuck, this guy's about to fucking score right now. And he brought a little bit of that to the preseason game. Like, there's very few players I think I've ever watched that whenever they get the puck, I'm like, oh fuck. Like, Ovechkin's one I can think of, Crosby. But, like, like you know what I mean? Like, that kind of more exciting factor where they get the puck and it's like they could literally go end-to-end and that's all that, like, nobody can stop them. Connor McDavid. Like, Kovalchuk, to me, was, like, the original guy who, like, fucking first did that for me. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's nasty. And I saw a little bit of it in that game. I'm happy for him. Good for the Kings, which we'll talk about next week. But, like, I, I don't know. What do you have on Kovalchuk? That makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I could sit here and tell you that I think he's going to be sick, and I could sit here and tell you that it's not going to actually translate to the regular season. I have like no clue. I agree with everything you said. Like Kovalchuk, very good hockey player, obviously, and I think too he he was a superstar. Like there are some players like are they a superstar? Or are they not? Like he was a superstar for sure. Um, he probably has a chip on his shoulder because everyone's saying he's going to suck. So I, I don't think it's gonna be for a lack of effort. I I just don't know. Like he's old. It's still the preseason. Like you're seeing a lot of random guys score goals in the preseason. I I, I hope it. I really do actually hope it works out for him. I think if Kovalchuk comes back um, fully healthy, this is gonna be like one of the cooler seasons, right? I feel like that's a. I think that's yeah. the buzz right now is that Kovalchuk's about to like. He's about to excite the West Coast, like. That division, they got Kovalchuk, they got Carlson. Like, West Coast 10 o'clock hockey is going to be fun. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I hope I hope it works out for them. I don't know if it will. And I always, like, we kind of shit on the Kings because their contracts are going to come back to bite them. But they're going for it. I mm-hmm. mean, whether they're a, they're a team that's going to win the cup <laughs> or not, or if they're even a real contender, they are going for it. And yeah. Kovalchuk's going to be a big piece of that. So, yeah. what do you think? Kings, I, I, I know we're doing them next week, but do you think they're going to make the playoffs? They they got a good shot. I have, I have two other things for this. The first thing, shout out to Alex Luce. I posted a video of the Kovalchuk goal, and he, and he sent me a thing crying face because he's a huge Devils fan. Forgot about that, so shout out Alex Luce. Second thing, uh, I watched that Alex Mogilny video today, and for some reason now I'm like way more interested in Russian hockey players. So like I'm big on Kovalchuk. I hope he fucking comes back and crushes it. Yeah. Ked, Ked the Russian now, Benedict Arnold over here. Moving on from Ked's treason. DeBrusque, Jake DeBrusque, is about to poop his pants in an exhibition game in China. Uh, scores two goals and then exits in the second period with a case of the poops. Uh, Bruins media. I was at work 
Um, I looked on my phone. It was like 11 or 12 o'clock game on like a Tuesday. I looked on my phone, and, and all these people are saying, DeBrusque's not out for the second period. DeBrusque missing from the bench. Turns out he has the poops. What do you have? Uh, I, I feel like as a beer leaguer, we've all kind of been there. Like we're about, we're about to play in a hockey game, and all of a sudden, like, we got to take a shit. And you, and you leave and you go poop and then you come back and then you keep playing. Except for this guy's an NHLer. Uh, I mean, DeBrusque is sick. I thought that was hilarious. A uh, wise man once told me, uh, make sure you poop on company time. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. He, he's like, listen, I got to go take a shit. And it wasn't like a quick shit because he missed the 1238 in the one period and then he didn't come out to start the next period. So, like, that's a healthy, healthy poop. And I think it could have to correlate with him being over in China. Maybe the food didn't settle well with him. But, uh, yeah, what, what do you have on DeBrusque uh, with the runs? And how, what do you think about the coach, like, fucking telling the media that? Yeah, uh, first I want to say, got to agree with company poops. Um, <laughs> everyone knows in our tenure uh, at the horse racetrack, um, there's never been longer poops recorded on a time clock. <laughs> I don't think ever. I mean, I practically fell asleep on toilets for hours on end. Um <laughs> Just an absolute wonderful time of a summer job. So the poop, the poops, and the worst part, though, was the toilets were so disgusting. Oh, yeah. For sure. it, but I think the funniest part is, he, like, we would be told to go play out flower bed, and we're like, yeah, for sure. And he'd think it'd take, like, two hours, and we'd bang it out in, like, 15 minutes, and then just head to the bathroom for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when Temple Run was big. Yeah. <laughs> Temple Run was huge. What was... uh? 2054? Oh, 2064, dude. Holy shit. That was a hell of a game, too. Yeah, that one kept me going for hours. Uh, getting back to the topic. Yeah, one Cassidy's comment, dude. You're right. I thought that was mad funny. I think Bruce Cat. I, I had no idea what to expect with Bruce Cassidy, but I've been very happy so far. He seems like a pretty... Seems cool. cool. He's, yeah. yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Like, he seems sweet. Like, he seems, he seems like he's, like, cool enough to, like, be their boys, but, like, he is the swinging dick in that locker room and yeah. people do listen to him <coughs> uh, so i mean that's that was a cool comment for debrusque yeah i mean it was pretty funny play a great period we talked about him last week you said it was gonna be big for the bruins if he does to continue what he was doing now i have a sophomore slump i think he's on the right track it's a here. great start i will i will say though i'm just curious because you always hear stories about like baseball players football players like shitting their self like you gotta think nhl players poop their jock in their regular season I'm sure it's happened. I don't think it's like a regular fucking thing. No, but I bet you once a season, one guy on each team has a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> probably, man. Right, right. I feel like that's something that has to happen. I, I don't know, like, because if it's a regular season game and you're it's at the third period, like, you're not going to miss a whole period for that, I don't think. I, I don't know if an NHL guy's ever really ever been asked that question, like, how many of you guys shit your pants? Right, so maybe we need to get the bottom of that and make like a 30 for 30. Or maybe we'll, we'll put a Twitter poll out or something. Hell yeah, dude. Good call. Good call. Uh, Ovechkin scores on his first shot. It's a one-timer. Are you surprised? <coughs> uh, so we kind of talked about the – well, I, yeah, about the Caps maybe not having a great year this year. Um, I didn't think of it – and. I mean, he effortlessly. Same spot every time you think people would fucking figure it out by now. He scores, no celebration at all. Like, maybe maybe he's going to have a big year. I, I was kind of thinking he won it, but he made that look so easy and he didn't really have to fucking do anything. He scored a goal. So, uh, I don't yeah. know. What do you have on Ovi? Yeah, I don't I don't think um, I don't think Ovechkin's going to be the problem at all this year. I think he'll probably put up another huge year. It's just going to be, can his team really do that two years in a row? Like, I highly doubt it. They can keep it together for that long again. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, dude, I mean, Ovi's back. You got anything else on that? No. Oh, dude. Oh, it's not Nathan Bollier. It's not Nathan Bollier. It's uh, Nicholas Delore. We're going to do that one. We already talked about that, dude. Fucking mm-hmm. grow up. I'm hosting the podcast. You keep fucking chiming in. Anti Ranta, he has new pads. I didn't see this. I'm assuming they are the alternate. They go with the alternate jerseys that everyone's creaming their pants about. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. And I don't know how to pronounce the name of Canchia jerseys or some shit like that. I don't even know what that means. Uh, they're sick. But I have a question about it. Like, I think they're really cool. Is he going to wear them with all the jerseys? Second question. You think that this would have been thought of by now? Like, it's 2018. You would think that, like, a, a goalie would put their logo on their pads by now. So maybe nobody's done it because it's going to look terrible. Uh, I, I know. I think I know what you're saying. But at the same time, I think, like, it's going to be, like, sensory overload. Like, some people are going to think mm-hmm. it's trash. It's probably going to look pretty cool. I think, like, when you're looking at it on the TV, I'll probably get a couple chuckles. I, obviously, I don't catch a ton of Coyotes games, but I do notice every single time I watch a Coyotes game, it seems like the fucking camera's at, like, it, the camera's so close. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it's there in, like, Dallas. It's like, dude, back your camera up, like, fucking 7,000 feet. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm on top of the players. Don't know why I thought that was important to say right there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll <laughs> be cool, dude. Like, you've, you've, seen, those- you've seen a game there, right? Yeah, I went to Gillis Arena. Yeah, dude, it was it was an interesting scene. It's not a hockey scene at all, but it's a cool place. It's a nice rink. And honestly, like, if I was an NHL player, like, I left the rink. It was, like, the middle of November, and it was, like, 85 degrees out with, like, no humidity and, like, a nice breeze. And I was like, wow, like, that probably isn't the worst life to live. So it was interesting, man. I don't think hockey's ever actually going to work there, but Austin Matthews came from there, so I guess it's a win. I think the pads are sick. Sure. Flames. They have third jerseys now, too. Is that your favorite of the summer? No. I think... I don't know, man. Like, to me, they don't really look all that different than what they normally fucking go with. Um, I don't know. I think... Are people, like, really pumped about these? It just kind of, like, came out today. Okay. So, there's been some that come out. The Devils... Was it the Devils, the Jets, the Avs, Flames... Coyotes, Jets, did I say Jets? And Ducks. So, like, I don't know. I think the Ducks jerseys are sick because those are, like, the throwback, but, like, with their new colors, they're not as good, but at least they're kind of on the right path of bringing that back. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Arizona has – I love those jerseys. Remind me of Jeremy Roenick, right? Like, right out of the desert, those are sick. The Jets, I thought, were weird. They were just, like, light blue with, like, a font. Like, I, I, they could have done better with – the way their jerseys used to Oh, yeah, those are stupid for sure. Yeah, like, it's clean. Like, I'll give them that, but their previous jerseys, they could have done something way better with that, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And the Devils. I I kind of like the Devils. What? I like the Devils. The Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Those are sick. I I don't know. I feel like they should transition full-time to the Christmas colors. Like, I really like the green on those. Yeah. Uh, I know it doesn't pertain to any of these third jerseys, but... And it might be just the Eric Carlson effect, but like Eric Carlson in San Jose Sharks jersey, like in like the kit, he like he looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's he's like, living the fucking dream right now. Those like uh, the the Carol like that light blue, that like Carolina blue that they have, and like the black, like it's such a slick look. And I always kind of sleep on the Sharks jerseys, but like seeing Eric Carlson in it, it was like it was like dripping. Like the jersey was dripping. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. He. 
Sharks actually do have pretty fucking sick jerseys. Like, if they were my team, I would not be pissed about having to wear those oh, colors. I, I would have so much fucking gear. I would even yeah. buy gear of their team. Like, a, a throwback one? Well, no, their throwback were, like, that metallic. Well, but, you know what, dude? That's rattling, because you're a Bruins guy, and I don't even think you own a Bruins jersey. No. no. Oh, funny story, because we can mention this. Matt Bolesky's on a heater in the preseason, sticking up for guys. He put in a goal. Yeah. I told this on the podcast. The only jersey I've ever tried to buy was at TD Garden. The Bruins were down, like, 3-1 to the Rangers, and I was drunk, and I was mad, and I was on the middle level. And there's, like, people, like, you, you, like, go up to them. I was with my dad. There's people, you go up to them, and you, they, like, buy the jerseys for you. And I asked the person, I was like, can I get a Matt Bolesky jersey? And she came back 20 minutes later. She was like, we don't have any. And I, I was like, I'm ready to drop $160 on a Matt Bolesky jersey, and you don't have any? I literally owned zero jerseys. That was the first jersey I ever wanted to buy. And it would have bit me in the ass. But, like, in that moment, dude, the Bruins were losing. Like, Kevin Hayes had, like, two shorthanded goals. Like, I wanted to jump off a cliff. There was some guy telling me about how cat-friendly Ryan McDonough's fucking deal was. Like, I was so mad. I was so mad. That was the most upset I've ever been at a hockey game. But when they told me that they didn't have Matt Bolesky jerseys, I, like, I almost jumped off the balcony. Do you think we try to get you a jersey this year? I don't know, man. I don't know what I would get. I... That's another question. If you were to get one, who who would you get? I don't know. I think I think because I feel like I'm a curse. Because only jerseys I've ever bought were Red Sox jerseys, and every time I've bought one of those jerseys, the players like gone to shit. Um, I would probably just get someone who's not on the Bruins anymore, like an older jersey. Yeah. Okay. But not, but not like not like from like the 70s or 80s, from like the 2000s, like a guy on the cup or something like that. Like Recky. <laughs> no. No. Like fucking, I would get like a, a Boychuk or a Ferentz or a McQuaid. Okay. Because right. that's never going to go out of style. Yeah, here, um, I was actually thinking about that too because I haven't gotten a jersey in a while. And I have a Zook jersey, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the Rangers. I really want to get like a white Rangers jersey, and I just don't know who the fuck to get. Like I almost pulled the trigger, $250 Matt Zuccarello Norway jersey signed on eBay. I almost bought that today. I didn't do it. That would be sick. Did Do you still have your Pruka jersey? Yeah, I have Pruka, nice. Pruka or Ortmeier's a nice jersey. Yeah, I would. I would. those are both great um, – I haven't. I'm going to bring this up on the podcast, but I think we should do a morning skate retreat to when Adam McQuaid goes back to the Garden for the first time. And I think you either need to wear your Pruka, Pruka or Ortmeier jersey. All right, moving on, pal. Uh, we got another hot topic: Peter Dorian keeping the Senators live and in the news. The gift that keeps on giving, Mister Entertainment himself. But the clip in. Peter, what's the number one thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators? I don't that was pretty sweet of me I just fucking dropped the clip that's why I'm the host this week uh I mean he goes on basically what do you like about your team uh we're a team is essentially what he said what do you got I it wasn't even what he said it's how long it took him to say it like there I as a senators fan what are you thinking right now like, how could you possibly root for this fucking team? Like, this guy clearly does not give a shit. and he, Not even that he doesn't give a shit. He is so far underwater. And I think in that very moment when he was asked that question, he kind of realized he had a, oh, fuck me moment. My life's to shit right now. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the best parts was that you could tell um, he wasn't ready for that question. And how was, would you not be ready for that fucking question? It was like... He was like, oh, shit, they asked me about the team? <laughs> <laughs> but you he know what like, I mean? But at that at that fucking moment, he knew. Like, he knew. He's like, oh, fuck. I fucked yeah. up. 
Yeah, he definitely he definitely got the gist that his team's fucking trash. Like, it was sad to see. Um, I think we I've talked about it so many times. Ottawa gave us all the funniest moments last year. It's the preseason. They might have. Is that a clip of the year? Like looking back, I think we need to. I'm gonna keep a database of possible clips of the year. When we say that out loud, I'm gonna bring it up when the season's wrapped up. First clip of the year, Peter Dorian. Oh yeah. Uh, talking about what he's excited for. Uh, we'll see if that holds up. The other part, Carlson hasn't talked to Melnick since November. What do you got on that? So, I'm pretty sure they said that they had like meetings with Carlson. Like when Carlson got traded, they asked them like what happened, and they said that they had meetings with him and shit. And then all of a sudden, Carlson's like, "No, I haven't talked to that guy since November." Your franchise defenseman, you haven't talked to since November. Are you kidding me, man? Like, how do you not like? I don't understand that at all. So, if if this is true and this is accurate. Throughout the entire year, Eric Carlson like didn't really know he was getting traded, and then all of a sudden, all these rumors came up, and the GM didn't even fucking go up to him and like explain himself. That's fucking bananas to me. Right, which is, which just goes back to like, I don't, I don't even think yet. Like, I think it's slowly starting to come out, like how disrespected Eric Carlson was by the Ottawa Senators organization, and how much he probably fucking hates them deep down, but. Clearly, he loves the city and loves the town and, like, loved his teammates. Yeah, I mean, that's not even, like, you would think that that would be the biggest story about Carlson being in Ottawa, but, like, hello, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, like, told Eric Carlson's wife pretty much to fuck right off the entire year. Yeah, and and no one did anything about it. I just... And the GM didn't talk to you during that either? I (laughs) can't. I think like oh my God. I think I think the senators are essentially like Dunder Mifflin, dude. It's like Michael Scott's just calling the shots up there. Like oh, he means shit. well, but he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, he's controlling stories. It seems like I honestly wish like if there was one documentary I could get, it'd be like behind the scenes, like Ottawa Senators front office. Holy like fuck. can you imagine if we had that on film for the last year? Yeah, man. Like you, what was the show on HBO? What was that called? That they do for the like the Winter Classic. Road, road to the classic or whatever or yeah could you imagine if they did a full year on ottawa last year how awesome that would have been <laughs> it would have been the time of everyone's Holy life like, shit dude ah man i don't know the senators will keep dogging on them all season it's seriously like the funny part is i swear to god listeners and if there are any ottawa senators fans out there shout out to west wells um if you're listening to this we're not trying to pick on the senators they just <laughs> no. keep bringing Else. No, and the, I think the best part <laughs> They're of that... fucking standing in the cafeteria saying, fucking give me a wet willy. Moving on. Ron Duguay, the sex symbol of MSG, hockey, your boy, uh, the pretty boy. Um, just the, the 70s, dude. Like, I don't know how to describe him. He's the best. Not coming back to MSG. What do you got on your boy? So I think this all has to do earlier last year. The refs were, like, really shitty, and uh, Ron Duguay said something along the lines of they should ref women's hockey, and that was a big no-no. So people fucking freaked out on Twitter, and he came and he said, hey, guys, listen, I'm really sorry. And then people were tweeting at him, like, Ron, you don't have to say sorry. This is ridiculous. And he was he was favoriting every single one of those tweets. So I, I, think, I think it kind of plays back into that. Uh, Ron Duguay... I mean, you you nailed it. Seventies, like that guy is as seventies as possible. He he thinks he's the man, dude. And that that's Ron Duguay. Like, 
I went to a playoff game one year. I said hi to him. He just completely big leagued me. Like that's Ron. That's Ron Duguay in a nutshell. But uh, we tweet. We tweeted at him. I said, Ron, we're big Ron guys. Just come on the podcast, and he favorited it. So maybe maybe we get Duguay on here. Who do they replace? Like, if you could have one former Ranger replace oh, get they clean. They cleaned house. They fired that Amanda Borges girl too. No idea who that is. She was. She's like our uh, Deb Kaufman, or I don't know if the do the Bruins have like a like a uh, girl reporter. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of like runs the team. Yeah, it, it was her, but she's out too. So like, Rangers are kind of clearing house right now. And who would I replace Duguay with? That's a great, honestly, man. And they would never do this, but can you imagine if Sean Avery was on MSG? That would be a dream come true. It's not going to happen. Could though. you imagine? Yeah, I, I. Holy fuck! Yeah, but at the same time, I think I love Avery so much. But I think if I think if Avery was the guy uh, that was calling the shots in between the periods, I think he would say things that would piss you off about the Rangers. Yeah, but I don't think he would because I think he'd be nailing it on the head. He's not like he likes the game played in a in a hard. Dude, type I of love I love Sean Avery, but he lives in his own fucking world, and everyone knows that, dude. Like, I'm sure he recalls things that happened on the Rangers that never happened. Like, I'm sure there were times he thought like everyone was boys with him, and everyone was like, "God damn it, Avery! Like, stop yelling at people and shit! Like, why are you why are you throwing slurs out in the locker room? Like, I I think." I just think, dude, like, and I love the guy. I just think he he'd be a liability. He would last one week. I don't know who 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 do you think would be a good guy for the Rangers to fucking? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Maybe I you can't replace Duguay. I think that's the bottom line. I'm just trying to think. Like they when they won the cup in '94, they brought the cup to like a strip club. So there had to have been somebody super fucking fun on that team. I just don't know who it would be. But whoever that like the party guy of that ninety four team, that'd be cool if they if they did it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, moving on, Central Division. Okay. Uh, getting hot and heated here. Central Division. We're gonna be honest. We're East Coast guys. We watch the West Coast. I'm not gonna shit on West Coast hockey. I like it. Um, but we're com- we're coming at you from people who predominantly watch the other conferences' opinions. So fuck off. Um, funny thing about the Central Division, and this is probably going to sound really dumb, and I probably should have thought this through before I said it out loud. I feel like it's like incest. Like I feel like once you play in the Central Division, you stay in the Central Division. Like Paul Stastny, like he went from like Colorado to St. Louis uh, to Winnipeg. Dan Hamhuis went from like Colorado. Um, Shit, where else did he play? He played Colorado and Dallas, and I probably stopped in, like, St. Louis. Oh, he stopped in Vancouver, but still, he played in two, like, different teams. Do you know what I'm saying? It seems like guys who play in the Central Division love the Central Division. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I think you in a weird way, you kind of nailed it. That may be inaccurate, but to me, it seems the exact same way. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly started with the Avalanche, now he's back with the Blues. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's more, and I'm sure that probably happens in every division. But for some reason, it just seems like these assholes are always on the yeah. same team. Ryan Suter, Nashville to Minnesota. I mean, these are just popping off my head. So, incest, first team we have uh, is, we'll start out with the Preds. Probably the favorites to win the division. They had Dan Ham. He was the boys back in town. Um, they lose Alexei Emlin, Scott Hartnell. What do you got on Nashville? Uh, I like their losses. 
I think Hart knows getting a little bit too old, and I think anybody who listens to this podcast know that we're not big Alexi Emlin guys. Right, guy can't even fucking get through TSA without beeping. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't fight. because And his, his excuse is he has a steel plate in his head, but you, you go over and you watch Ryan Holwig fight over in the fucking German League, and that guy, he's bionic in his head, so. <laughs> yeah, dude, I it's bullshit. The National Predators defense got better by subtraction for sure. Yeah, and uh, I saw this one clip. Arvidsson did this fucking sick breakaway move. Did you see that? Uh, it must have been in, like, camp or something like that where he went in and he fucking uh, he topped the puck, did a spinorama, and then went forehand. It was fucking nasty. Yeah, dude, it was dirty. Um, player I'm looking out for, Kevin Fiala. I feel like a lot of people are talking about him. He's a high pick. He's from Switzerland. He looks nice. Uh, he's younger. I think he had like 20-something goals last year. People say that this is going to be his breakout year. To me, it's like you got to – he's got to show it to me. Like Swiss players like Nino Niederreiter, like I just – the Swiss haven't – I like Swiss hockey. I think they're good players, but they've never been great players. Timo Meyer, Meyer, whatever his name is, over in San Jose, is supposed to be really good. He's Swiss. I just, do you think Kevin Fiala is going to be like a first line player? I think do you get that vibe. I think Meyer just got traded to uh, Ottawa, but um, I don't really know that much about Fiala to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a big Ryan Johansson fan. Like, do you like Ryan Johansson? Yeah, yeah, I do like Ryan Johansson. I don't know. The thing is. Dude, when he's like kind of tough, right? What? He's like kind of tough, right? Yeah, I, I like Ryan Johansson. I just think when you look up and down uh, the number one centers in the NHL, I think he's like middle of the pack. Really? I don't know, man. I think he's fucking... I, I think know. like 15 is probably like right where he belongs. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, he just, he, he brings like an edge to his game too. Like he's a heavy forward. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Ryan Getzlaff sort of. Like not as good, but like in that type of realm if that makes sense yeah i think um yeah that's true i mean he's a good player i think what about pecorino what do you think about renee he, he had a shithole of a playoff like do you trust that guy their backup juicy or uc or whatever he's supposed to be pretty good too like do you think there's a goalie controversy or is this yeah. just another like boston media situation Dude, pecca renee is nasty man he he's good every fucking year uh, if you if you talk That's the playoffs last year, I know. But if you talk to the Spencers, dude, they're, they'll be the first people to tell you that Pecorino is the man. Uh, I kind of like the Predators. I've never not liked the Predators. I like their fucking makeup in Nashville. I like how it's like a country type scene. They got a great uh, top four defenseman. I mean, I think the Preds are going to be good. They're 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 set. They're a playoff team without a doubt. Oh, for sure. Um, here we go. Uh, do you think they make the Western Conference final? Uh, yes. Ooh, I think they're on. good. I, I mean, think they're good. That kind of sets that kind of sets a little tone for this next team, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, unbelievable season last year. I picked against them in the first round. I guess Line is like in unbelievable shape or something like that. Um, the whole they got Stasny back. They lost like Enstrom and Armia Hendricks. Hutchinson, Mason, Matthias. Um, oh, they lost Stasny, didn't they? Or did they get him back? No, Stasny went somewhere. It's a Vegas, dude. Yeah. Jesus yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, fuck. Jets. I, I don't even know if we can recover from that, honestly. I mean, yeah, we can. The, Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets are one of the more electric teams in the NHL. Yeah. They have unbelievable rank. What do you got on the Jets this year? You know I'm fuck. Winnipeg. You know, I'm, you know Ked loves the Jets, dude. 
They were they were my playoff team last year. I bought the Winnipeg Jets T-shirt. They're they are my That's Western right. Conference team. That's right. Yep. You rode the bandwagon. Are you so? Are they your Western Conference team this yep. year too? You're yep. Yep. We're we're gonna have the Jets and the Preds. If if it works out that they can play each other in the final, that will be the Western Conference final. Um, I love the fucking Jets, dude. They play a fucking really hard, heavy Western Conference style with a shit shit ton of talent. Uh, Patrick Line lost 14 pounds. Guy's going to fucking put up 60 this year. Uh, Mark Shifley's unreal. Kyle Connor, really good. Dusty Buffs, dude. They just re-signed Morrissey. And they got, uh, they got Helen Buck, American goalie in net. I fucking love everything that they did. You want to know what? I am back on the Winnipeg Jets third jersey. I can't hate anything about this team. So realistically, uh, the Jets and Preds are going to finish one two in this division. Are you going to take or one two three? Are you going to take back what you said and said that if they if they have to play the Predators, they beat the Predators in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. My question with the Jets. Uh, Sorry about that. I didn't know. I mean, it could still work out that way, right? If the the wild card shapes up like that. Yeah, but do you think either of those teams are going to be in a wild card spot? I could see maybe the Preds being in a wild card spot. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Run the fucking run the clip. Uh, <laughs> here's my question, Mark. Truba, you know, Mister. I want more money. The tall dude, Myers, and the other guy who kind of got paid more. So he's to me their defense. It's good. I don't think it's great, and I can't really put my finger on it. Dustin Bufflin at any minute, and everyone knows this. At any minute, Dustin Bufflin could decide he want, he decide he wants to start eating cheeseburgers. And there goes your number one defenseman. Blows out of his knee. He did Two. that? No. He'll, he'll do that. He did that the other year. He showed up to camp 300 pounds, and he fucking played like a force. You never know when it's going to hit, pal. Number two, Truba. What? He's probably already in contract negotiations again. He wants more money. This was his fucking 14th bridge deal. He's going to arbitration this year. He's worried about his contract in the offseason. Count him out. Three, Morrissey. I mean, Morrissey's. Okay, I won't shit on Morrissey. He's a solid fourth defenseman. I just think Winnipeg has good defensemen. They don't have great defensemen. And I think when you stack it up against a couple other teams in the Western Conference, they're just short in that aspect. I 100% agree with their goalie, Hellebuck. Hockey East, um, he can win a Stanley Cup. I totally agree with that. I think they have unbelievable forwards. Um, but I think it's going to come down to that D because to get to the Stanley Cup final, they're going to be playing either Burns and Carlson or fucking Yossi and Subban. So... I buckle up. Yeah. Um, fuck, what the hell was I going to say? There are so many juggernauts. I feel like this is such a top-heavy year in the NHL. Oh, Truba. Truba, low-key, to me, I think is one of the most overrated players in the league. I don't know why this guy thinks he commands $8 million a year. Has he ever truly been a, a top one or two defenseman yet? I don't think so. I think he's been close. How is this Show guy me. fucking no. demanding $8 million a year? Truba, fucking prove something to me. Having Jacob said that, Truba. if he if he gets traded to the Rangers, I will be abundantly happy. He gets filed away in my Dougie Hamilton sick but not that sick cabinet of prospect defensemen. Okay, I'll it's I'm just fine with that. Uh, he needs he needs to prove it. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think they'll be a great team for sure. Do you think Blake Wheeler? We talked about this contract earlier in the year. I'm sure. I think it was on one of the podcasts I skipped out on. Do you think his contract is going to be trouble down the road, or do you think he's going to have a career to, like, 38? I feel like when he's older, he's going to be just like Andrew Ladd. Like, he'll be all right. I think the contract yes, right now is pretty good, but, like, I don't think he'll ever be irrelevant. 
He'll be a second line. So you're saying he'll be like a second line uh, winger who's maybe like lost his yeah. step? Yeah, I think so. All right, I just had a fuck, got tongue tied. Number three, probably your like one of your least favorite teams. I, I think to, the I Minnesota this, Wild. What you this, got? I hate this fucking oh, team. What's that? I hate this team. I hate this team because I should love this team because they're from Minnesota. Like that's everybody in the states. If you're from Minnesota, you love this sport. And I should love the Minnesota Wild, and I just I don't. They don't have one player on that team where I'm like, that guy's fucking awesome. Does that make sense to you? Like literally, not one fucking guy. They got rid of Daniel Winnick, which is good for them. Daniel Winnick's never won a cup. He's always been the guy who's supposed to be brought to a team to help them in playoffs and shit. This guy's clearly a curse. Good that he's gone. But they brought in JT Brown. I don't think JT Brown's that fucking sick. Eric Fair. I don't think he was that. He hasn't been good for like ten years. Matt Hendricks. Like, what are you doing with those three forwards? How the fuck are they going to help you win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, the one thing I will say, the only player I do like out of this, I don't think he's a good hockey player, is JT Brown, just because he oh, has yeah. that. He played he played for Minnesota Duluth and won a national championship there. Uh, he's a so Minnesota boy. That's the only reason I'll always give I'll always give benefit of a doubt to a guy who's like 13-4 and is from the hometown. Uh, I don't think he's a great hockey player, but I think maybe that JT Brown. Yeah. He's a, I didn't know he was American. Is he? I don't know. He played at Minnesota Duluth, so I mean, oh, okay, college. okay, okay, okay. I get that. I don't know, man. He's a to me, he's a fringe NHL player. Yeah, for sure. I, no, I agree with that. I don't think he makes their team like better necessarily, but I think uh, I think having him on that team uh, is kind of cool for him. It's his hometown team, Burnsville, Minnesota, is where he's from. So okay. Uh, yeah, man. I think you summed it up. They're the fucking. Is there one guy in this team that fucking gets you going? No, I mean, from a perspective, and you don't like him as much as I do, but I like Ryan Suter's game. I think he's older now, and I don't think he's the same player, but I say it every time. He's been locking like 35 minutes in the Western Conference. That's, for like that's a big years. deal. That's a good point. So, so Ryan Suter, even though he always kind of looks mediocre on the Olympic team, I think it might be because it's wider ice. Like in the NHL, he's been getting it done for them for so many years, so I like him. Uh, I think a player you've been excited about, um, is Jordan Greenway. Yep, I just maybe, saw that, New York boy. Maybe maybe he can be a spark plug. I think the cool thing about Greenway is he's definitely not a lock for this team, and I think he might be the type of guy that's going to have to earn his spot through a fourth line, and I think he's totally the type of player that can do that. Um, so what do you have on that? You think Greenway is going to stick by the end of the year? People are saying he's a bubble player right now. Uh, I think by the end of the year he'll be on that team. I don't see him ever being like a first line player, but if he can turn into a second or third line player, like a, a meat and potatoes power forward type player, I think that'd be a good peak for him. I like him as a player. I, if he was a Rangers prospect, I'd be pumped. Yeah, I think I think realistically, if I think peak Greenway on your team is he scores twenty goals as your third line winger, um, and if he has to, he can play on the second line when there's injuries. But he's like he's like the Scorer on the third line. Probably is probably a sick penalty killer too. Yeah, that's what I would imagine too. I'm sure he'll be able to do it in different ways. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. Um, moving on from the wild. Oh, I have a, I have um, a take. I don't I don't think they make the playoffs. No, I don't either. Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderella's story. Nathan McKinnon is unbelievable. Um, you can go back and forth. Hall, McKinnon, they both deserve the MVP last year, in my opinion. Um, they have all these young players. Uh, one of the biggest bounce backs ever. What do you have? 
Well, they got Matt Calvert, who I think is a fucking really good player. I For some reason, I always thought he was going to be like a guy that just stayed with the Blue Jackets forever and like eventually became like an assistant captain or something down the road, but didn't work out. He's a good, good depth player. Ian Cole, I think, is fucking tough. I don't know why. Like, I feel like he's kind of fake tough, but like low key, he's tough. He can't really battle with the big guys, but like he's not afraid to like try to put you in your place. Block shots win championships. Yep. Uh, yep. And he's won a championship. Fucking Nate McKinnon's nasty. Uh, but I think honestly, the biggest thing that they did getting Philip Grubauer, people fucking forget that Holby didn't start the playoffs last year because Philip Grubauer was so hot. And on a team like the Colorado Avalanche, who struggle every year with goaltending injuries, that is a huge get for them. Because Varlamov, I mean, how often is that guy healthy? Is he ever healthy? No. Like, ever. So the fact that they brought in Philip Grubauer, I think that's huge for them. Tyson Berry's really good. To be honest with you, I don't know that many players on this team. Carl Soderberg's on that team. You know a lot about him at Bruin. Never, I don't think he ever really like panned out, I guess. Uh, a legend. He was a fucking myth and legend. Carl Soderberg, just so like a little background, we traded him in the Hannu Toivonen trade uh, when he was supposed to be our promising Finnish goalie of the Blues. Uh, we got him back. We got him back in like 2004. He didn't come over to America till like 2013. Uh, he never played in the number one Swe- Swedish league. He always played in the Swedish two. Did you he say 2000? Did you say 2004? Yeah, he was like it was like 2004. He's traded. He didn't come over for like nine years. He's HF old? Ports. I thought he was young. He's like 34 now. Carl there, Soderberg. Yeah, there was... Oh, um, wow, I didn't know that. Carl, I thought he was like 26. HF Boards Bruins, like going back, there was there was like a, always a thread, like the man, the myth, the legend, Carl Soderberg, for like, and it went on for over 10 years. He's Finally, 32. Finally like, came over and he was... He's like fucking cool again, but uh, I don't know, man. Here's my thing on, on the Avalanche. They're good, like one every three years, like... Yeah. Seems like we always go up and down with this team. Like they have young guys, it's promising. It falls apart. They're back up. I don't know. I don't know if it sustains. I think they're good. I don't think they're playoff good still. Um, Miko Rantanen is one of the biggest question marks I have. Like I don't get that guy. People tell me he's a stud, but he disappears. He plays with the best forward in the league. Like maybe he is great, and maybe he he's still super young. Like. To me, this is Miko Ranton. It's put up or shut up here. Like, show me you're a stud and not riding his coattails or, like, get out of my face. I don't know, dude. Like, do you agree with that? Like, Tyson Yost, like, I think he's going to be good, but I'm not sure. Like, I, I, they're teetering for me. I feel like people people kind of forget McKinnon struggled there for a couple of years. He, he didn't have, like, this well, break. that Like, last year was kind of his breakout fucking year. He was rookie of the year, though. <laughs> he went rookie of the year and then had two shitty years and then yeah. he came back. Um. The one thing I kind of want to talk about with this team, I kind of like their defense. I think you nailed it. They're not really playoff ready. But they got Eric Johnson, who isn't, like, the greatest, but, like, he's, like, I don't know, he's kind of tough. Tyson Berry. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, or Zadorov, who throws huge hits. Uh, yeah. 20-year-old Sam Girard. Shit. I remember him from the World Champions uh, whatever tournament for Canada. He was awesome. And then, I mean, Ian Cole's. Kind of nails too. I don't know. I think, I think the uh, Abs are going to be. They, I don't know. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't think their D. I think their D's awesome, but they're not like playoff ready. For sure, dude. Good defense. I agree. Zadaroff. Um, Zadaroff's one player you mentioned with the big hits. I am a big Zadaroff guy. I know you're high on Russians now. It happened overnight. Six five two thirty throws the body. I think that was a huge mistake. Buffalo let him go. So 
Yeah, dude, I, I agree with the D there. I don't think they're as bad as people think. I just, they're a question mark. Um, the Blues. Blues. I don't know. They made a couple big moves, obviously. Oh, they uh, got Ryan O'Reilly and traded away like a line of players. Bozak, Chad Johnson, Patrick Maroon, Jordan Nolan, Ryan O'Reilly, David Braun. I guess that's sick. Uh, they lost Sabaka, Tage Thompson, Scotty Upshaw, Patrick Berglund. What you got? I think that they acquired every free agent to me that I was like, eh. Like, Minus Patty Maroon. <laughs> I well, Patty Maroon shit on the fucking Civic Center, so I don't know if I'm a big Patty Maroon guy anymore. But like Tyler Bo- Tyler Bozak, uh, Chad Johnson is that the same guy that punched uh, Rick DiPietro in the face? Yeah, I think so. Like I, that's cool, I guess. Jordan Nolan, like fringe. Ryan O'Reilly says he hates hockey. David Perron, I fucking hate Perron. Like this is classic St. Louis Blues. Blues fans, buckle up for another playoff year where you get eliminated in the fucking first round. Like. They got to figure this out. You don't even think they make the playoffs? No, they have Tarasenko. I people are acting like they like reloaded and like I agree with you and Perron. Like the three <clears throat> big tickets are O'Reilly, Perron, and Bozak. Whoop de whoop. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, like, oh, that's so sick. Like that's such a good team. Like. Ooh, the St. Louis Blues, they're going to be underdogs. Jake Allen. Dude, that's Jake like... Allen, that's so like, much potential. Th- those three guys, that's pretty much like a third line in my NHL 19 video game. That I just like fucking acquire people in free agency and I just throw those guys on my third line. Those are your guys in NHL Dynasty mode that I acquire and then I trade immediately. <laughs> Fair enough. The prospects and picks, dude. I, I, I don't know, man. I think the Patty Maroon coming home story is cool, but like... It just seems like another year in St. Louis. Do you have anything else to add on them? Fucking Jay Bowmeister's still in the league. I, I think they're fucked now that Carter Hutton's gone, dude. Jake Allen's going to have to fucking run that oh, ship. Good man, luck. not Carter Hutton. This Buffalo Sabres fans, fucking slap yourself in the face right now and realize that you're pumped up over a St. Louis Blues backup. All right, what let's go. A... Let's go. Let's have, like, I don't know. How do you, let's make it bad. I think Carter Hutton has a good year. I think he has a Brian Elliott year at best. I don't know, man. I think he has because he's on the Sabers, and I think the Sabers are going to be a little bit better. I think the Sabers are going to kind of. I mean, this isn't Western Conference, sorry, but I think this the Sabers are going to kind of catch that like, I don't know, swagger, swagger. I guess doesn't win twenty games. <sighs> yes, he does. Deal. What do you want about? Uh, I don't fucking know. All dude. right, fifty bucks. Fifty. Fifty bucks. Uh, okay, fifty bucks, dude. I'm sure this bet will never even be remembered, but fifty bucks. Carter Hutton doesn't win twenty games. Put that in your fucking. Sport. It's gonna be remembered because every week we're gonna have a fucking Carter Hutton countdown. Moving on, dude, to another group of guys that are hyped up every year. I don't know if you're excited. I don't know if you're not. It's the stars. It's their season. It's Texas. They're finally gonna put it together. That's what people tell me, but also people tell me that they suck. What do you got? I love Tyler Sagan. I love Jamie Benn. I think they have sick jerseys. I've always kind of liked the stars. They got your boy Jim Montgomery. Uh, Blake Como, I fucking can't stand, but the guy, I think he scores the most goals on Henrik Lundqvist out of anybody in the NHL, which is fucking wild to me. Uh, Valerie Neskushin, that's the Russian that was on the team that was supposed to be sick, didn't play a lot, went back to the KHL and was like, oh, never mind, I'm coming back. Don't know how he's going to be. They got your backup, Doby, and I love me some Roman Polak, dude. So I'm in on the stars. I'm in on the stars, dude. 
I will say this. Big Ben Bishop and Anton Kadobin is the best starting group of goalies that they've had for the regular season in a while. I love both of those goalies. Doby's the perfect backup who will steal you some games. Big Ben, uh, another U-Main legend, playing for Jimmy Montgomery. Let's forget. So I was going to tell you guys first, like, I'm not huge on the stars. Ben Bishop, U-Main, Devin Shore, third liner, fourth liner. Puts up some good points. You Maine, Coach Jim Montgomery. You Maine. They've dragged me in. I'm a believer. Um, I, they'll get a wild card. I don't know. They could make some noise. I still think they're like a year or two away from relevance with that defense. Like, is Steven Johns going to have a big year? Uh, he fights Julius Yonka, the guy that for the last two years I picked as a sleeper in fantasy. I don't even follow fantasy hockey. Shout out to HF Boards. I don't even I don't follow my fantasy hockey teams. I don't actually I'm playing in Whitey's League this year, dude. Believe it or fucking not. But uh Julia Yonka, um, I pick, I drafted him in the last round every year and he was the only act waiver wire I'd ever make. I dropped the week one every single time. So I don't know, man. The stars still have some D issues to me, but I think I like Fasca, Shore, Richie, and then obviously they have Ben Sig and Radulov Spezza, so They'll be contenders for some a playoff spot. Julius Hanka is easily the most uh, admired and wanted player on New York Rangers HF boards in the history of that place. Every single fucking offseason, there's a deal that there's like a million people that are like, oh, we want Hanka from the Stars. I've heard this guy's name for forever. Uh, I like the Stars, like I said. Jim Montgomery, you're a Montgomery guy. Uh, I think, I think oh, they make oh. it. <laughs> what just happened right there, dude? <laughs> I said Hong Kong. Can you stop talking? <laughs> we'll leave that in. Moving on. Wow, we're picking up steam. If you're still listening to this podcast, God bless your soul. Chicago Blackhawks. People are saying they're going to be in last place. It's the Blackhawks. You've heard the same narrative. Oh, they they had to sign those players, but the other players like tough contracts. They had too much talent. It's a dynasty. It's the downswing. You've heard all the storylines. Ket, what is the juicy take you have on the Blackhawks? I'm fucking out on the Blackhawks, dude. I think, like, everything that you just said happened. Their contracts came back to bite them. Corey Crawford's hurt. You don't know when he's coming back, so you have Cam fucking Ward coming in. In the offseason, you got Brandon fucking Manning, Chris Kunitz, and Marcus Kruger. Uh, coming off another bad year, I, I'm out on the Blackhawks, man. Just hearing you tell me why you're out on them made me want to be in. Um, everything in my soul wants me to say the Blackhawks are back. It's going to be a good year. But I think you're right, dude. I think they're in this weird place right now. It sucks. Like, I'm just going to repeat everything everyone said about the Blackhawks for the last year. They're just in this place now that they're not a contender anymore. They're close. I, I still think if the Blackhawks did it right and were somehow able to unload some of these contracts, I think they could rebuild on the fly and still catch one more run with Taze and Caden. Um, I don't know if that's their plan right now. I don't know if signing guys like Manning. Um, do you think they're trying to tank for a year? Like, Do you think this is the year that the Blackhawks are like, kind of, fuck it, let's get a star player? Because if the Blackhawks get one or two young studs on this team... I mean, the break is pretty good. Like, can you imagine if they get like a defenseman 
Like, I, I, I just think if they got a defenseman, the Blackhawks, like, traditionally, they always get a mediocre goalie that can win a cup. Like, Crawford's almost done. They'll bring somebody in, I'm sure. I, I think they could be close. What do you think on that? Do you think they could rebuild in a year or two? They'd have to unload Seabrook, which I don't know if they would do. Uh, maybe Corey Crawford. I mean, the Corey Crawford thing's kind of concerning because he's been out for a really fucking long time. A really yeah. long time, dude. Like, that could be long-term injured reserve or whatever, and then that contract's with your team for however, like, you know, that's that's another really bad contract. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced. They, that Adam Bovquist kid that they drafted, I think, 10th overall, they, he's still uh, in preseason. I thought they were going to send him back. He may end up making the team. Um, I don't know. I, I just out, out on the Blackhawks. Here's a question for you. Who do you think has a longer career, Taser Kane? Kane. Yeah, I, I tend to think that, too. I still hold out hope that after his long-ass contract, Taze will play a few games in Winnipeg or a few seasons for his hometown. Um, maybe, like, go out with a cup. I think that would be a really cool story because I, I think what's about to happen is the Blackhawks are not going to – even if they rebuild on the fly, I don't know if they'll sniff another cup. Just, like, by numbers alone. And I think Taze would be the type of player that, like, can you imagine a 40-year-old Jonathan Taze and you trade for him at, like, the trade deadline where your team's about to go on a cup run? Like, that's something that would be interesting to see. Like, yeah. I feel like that would be a storyline. But I agree with Kane too. Like Kane seems like the type of guy that's gonna he's gonna last till I think he might last till his forties too. I think these are both players that could last till they're forty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fuck. Moving on. There it is. Central division. Uh Oh, I said I said Timo Meyer got traded. I looked it up, he didn't get traded, so we're backing that one. Alright, dude. Um Thanks for uh, clarifying that. You're welcome. We're, we're going to move on uh, to our hot take of the week. Oh. Is that what the fire trucks outside of our door are doing now? They're asking about this fiery take here. Is that, uh, it's okay, guys. We're good. Okay. A hot shot from New York with yeah. a hot take of his own. That was the Buddy Cules uh, coming out with our new segment, Hot Take. Um, very generic, not original at all. Uh, but the Kuehl brothers inspired us for this segment. Uh, Ked, uh, it speaks for itself. What's your hot take for the year? All right, before I get into this, we already recorded this once, and the first time I said it, uh, Hal just sat there for 15 seconds. So I, I, think I, yeah, I think I blew his mind. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I was a little rattled about his reaction, but first hot take of my career, uh, I think the Rangers make the playoffs this year. I think um, – I think they're. I don't think they'll go far, but I. I think that they're going to make a fucking run. If this team can buy into what Coach Quinn says by the end of the year, I liked his fucking style. Uh, it's about time the Rangers have a coach in there that isn't like a pushover. Like this guy wants them to fucking battle. And as long as as long as Henrik Lundqvist can perform, because he's had some rough patches over the last couple of years, if he can fucking perform and get back to the Hank that we remember, I think the Rangers make the playoffs. Yeah, I, um, my original response to that was, like, when Peter Dorian was asked, like, what he was excited about. Like, I was like, yeah, you guys are a team. Um, I don't know, man. I would just say, how many years have you missed the playoffs? One? Two? Last year, and then uh, when fucking Ole Jokinen missed the shootout against the fucking Flyers. You guys have only missed the playoffs once. I think you have one more year in you. I think most teams that do the rebuild on the fly have two or three years where they're out of contention. Uh, I don't think it's anything against your team. I certainly think, and I think we talked about this when we talked about the division, I think 
they'll make a run for it. They I don't could, they could be any, a sleeper, dude. They're not a shitty team by any stretch. I'm not saying that. I just I, I don't I don't know if I see them making the playoffs like you. But that was a hot take. That's a hot way to start. That's what I do. My hot take. I've been th- I've been thinking. I was thinking about a couple. Um, this has really been weighing on me. My my hot take of the year is that by the end of the season, I will fall in love with the Las Vegas Golden Knights team. Wow. Um, I've just had so much hate in my heart for them. Maybe it'll turn. I'm not saying it's anytime soon. I hate Pacioretty. I hate that team. But what I really want to see, and I, I'm speaking to you Vegas Golden Knights fans, because one thing that I do appreciate, I'll never shit on the idea of going to Vegas. I think it was a great idea, and I think the fan base is phenomenal. And, like, I'm literally shocked because we have, like, six fans. But a lot of people are Vegas Golden Knights fans, and I constantly shit on them. But for some reason, they, like, seem to like it. So I think the Vegas Golden Knights, um, I think they're not going to have as good of a year. I just need those fans to go through adversity. I need that team to go through adversity. Once they have some shitty some shitty luck and they're no longer the Cinderella team, I think at that point I'll be able to accept them. Does that make sense? I just feel like they haven't paid their dues yet. Like, that's really, like, everything. I'm just salty because they came into the league for the first year and they fucking made it to the playoffs and it made me feel insecure about every other fucking team in the league and everything I've ever believed in. Like, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah, I, like, get, I, I get that. You want to see them earn it. Yeah. Like, they kind of bad a little bit. So, I mean... Welcome to the show. I, I, I hope they do shitty so then I can respect them a little bit more. Because I honestly think, here's my question, because I, I feel one way. Do you believe that if the Vegas Golden Knights have a, a bad season, do you think their fan base in their arena will still be electric? Yeah, I do. I think because they came in their first year, like, that's their team now. I don't yeah, care. If I agree. Not- I agree. I think I, that was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to that franchise is going on that run because I, I think they're fucking hooked. Yeah, um, like, do you remember when the – didn't the Sharks, like, win, like, 10 games their first year? Yeah, I think the Thrashers won, like, something similar to that, too. And these guys come in and make the fucking playoffs? Like, Jesus. They made they the make finals. Run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's my hot take. That was a good introduction. That was a good start. Um, next week we'll come back with some Twitter questions and Patty B Hotline. We had some butthole fucking calling from Marbo, Massachusetts. Sick, dude. I get it. You have fucking four sheets of ice there. Um, that doesn't mean you're fucking sweet. So you're not getting on this week, pal. Keep calling in. We'll keep fucking denying them. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go right on to the somewhat new segment, Lee Stepniak, Heroes of the Week. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy. Number 21, Lee Stempniak. Sorry, Dunmore. Three stars. Here we go. No. Nope. And it's not three stars. <laughs> no, boy, oh boy. no well, don't cut that either. I'm the host. I'm struggling. <laughs> I don't host often. I'm giving it my all. I don't know everything by heart. It's fine. Uh, this is usually when I sit back and fucking go on my phone, dude. I'm kind of appreciating what you do. Like, has it been nice not having to read every topic? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And I think that you're doing a good job. I think the effort's there. I think uh, if you don't, yeah, if if you go back and re-listen to this, dude, I think that you'll you'll pick up on. I I don't know, dude. I think you're doing a good job. I can never listen to myself speak. Right. Lee Stepniak, heroes of the week. There Ted, what's your zero? Zero of the week. Um, 
Hockey's back on. The only games I can really watch are the Rangers games. I don't think center ice. I tried looking for it, and it's not, like, there. So maybe the preseason games aren't on center ice. I think that's bullshit, man. Hockey season starts. Put those fucking games on center ice. Shout out to center ice, who's kind of my hero, though, because I'm pretty sure it automatically renews every year. Like, you have to tell them to stop. So it's always a nice conversation I don't have to have with roommates. It's already fucking done. That is true, dude. I but they notice after though. They get they probably yell at you, but then they forget for nine months, and then it happens all over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I get what you're saying. Honestly, I probably wouldn't watch. Um, it's fall. Like I, I'm very interested in the preseason, but right now, I personally, I'm happy with like all the Twitter highlights, like. I watch like eight or seven like YouTube videos or like clips of a game like each night and it kind of like it pumps me up but I I probably wouldn't watch still. All right, fair. But no, I get why you would want to watch. Uh my zero of the week, growing the game in China. I'm sick of it. Please don't ever send my favorite team over to fucking China again. Um anyone who thinks they're trying to grow the game there, it's a crock of shit. Um our owner Jeremy Jacobs the bald-headed fuck. He's, like, business partners with some guys from China. He's probably making a boatload of cash off of this. Like, he's having Pasternak sell fucking ad deals on, like, random Chinese products. Like, our owner's just getting his fucking pocket richer. We're not actually trying to grow the game. So, like, anyone tries to say there's some moral high ground and the NHL wants to expand is a fucking idiot. I thought it was pretty funny. There's a picture of, like, all, like, the Chinese people waiting outside the game and they all have, like, Tim Thomas jerseys on. And like and like players that haven't been on the Bruins for like fucking like twelve years. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I think they like it, right? Yeah, I think that was like the hotel employees. I think, I think at the same time though, if you look at the players like Zdeno Chara, who like that dude like travels the globe and he like lives like some like bullshit inspirational life on Instagram and he like he's like a super dad, like whatever the fuck's going on with him. He uh. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't want to go to China. Patrice Bergeron, I think, faked an injury to go to China. Adam McQuaid was probably like, please trade me. I don't want to go to China. So, like, like shout out to, like, Bert, like Marshan and Pasternak, who actually went. Jake DeBrusque, we talked about him earlier. He got the shits. That's it. I mean, what do you think that's related to? That's that food. Yeah. No one wants to go over there and eat that food. Like, ooh, like what are you eating, dude? You're, he's pooping his brains out. Like, he's, at, he's in, like, Tijuana. I don't know. Tijuana's in Mexico, but I, I get what you're saying, dude. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's a player. You don't think it'd be kind of cool to like go over to like a fucking weird country and play hockey over there and see what it's about? Like, yeah, it sucks know, the plane I think trip it's and cool shit when like NHL that, teams but... in the preseason. I think it's cool when they go to like Prague or they go to like Stockholm. Like, some weird countries, yes. Like, I'm just so this is probably biased. Like. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm about to say this on the podcast. If there's one thing I'm ashamed about myself in life, it's that I'm allergic to peanuts. I sound like such a fucking loser every time I say that out loud. But I am. Um, all Asian foods cooked with peanut oil. So, like, I couldn't last a day in Asia. So I, I fucking resented the place ever since. Um, I've never wanted to be there. Me and Tom Pody, Peanut Allergies Unite. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely an inspirational role model for me and my fucking struggles. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying... I don't know, dude. I wouldn't want to go to Asia. That's the last place I wanted to go. If they were like, All oh, right, dude. Play, you don't have to yell at me. Let's go play a series in fucking Australia. I would be down. But, like, China? No, thank you. I get it. I get it. You hold. So it's it's deeper than just not wanting to go to China. I hate the continent. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Wait, fair. I don't mean to. Don't say it. Can you cut that? <laughs> You're fine, dude. I get it. It's because of the peanuts. No, <laughs>
All right. What's your hero of the week, Jesus? My hero of the week, Brendan Smith is back, dude. Played a physical game, had a nice assist. He's making the simple plays. He lost 20 pounds this offseason. There was a play where Gilmore like kind of took his guy hard to the, or somebody took Gilmore hard into the net, and you can just see Smitty lock onto this guy, and he's just waiting. And uh, Gilmore kind of pushes him, and the, as soon as the kid even grabs Gilmore, I've never seen a guy skate so fast to go over and fucking the, number eighty one of the Flyers shit his pants. Smitty just fucking slammed against the glass. I bet he felt so good to be able to do that because last year he got crucified by AV because he's a fucking loser. Brendan Smith is back. I, for one, cannot be happier. This guy's a fucking beauty. I know that you don't like him because of the Chara thing. But, like, in his defense, you're telling me that you wouldn't have done that? No, dude. I wouldn't have put myself in that situation in the first place. He asked for it. Yeah. He kept fucking... He was playing tiddlywinks with him, but then when fucking Chara dropped the pillow and picked up a gun, dude, he ran away. <laughs> no, it's true, but, like, I understand why he did it. It's not like I'm like, why did you do that? I don't know, man. I just, for some reason, the nickname's fucking Schmitty fucking You don't like Smitty, dude? You said Smitty, like, 45 times during that. I Smitty, dude. That's all I have to say. It's fucking Smitty. I can't like. believe you don't like Brennan Smith. I figured he would have grown on you. Yeah, he might grow on me, but at this point, he's just Smitty to me. Right, like, is this the same Smitty that got beat up by a prospect in Hartford? No, he beat him up, and he broke his hand over his helmet because he's nails. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Smitty. He got sent down to fucking Hartford. He was pissed off, and he's like, I don't want to fucking play here. What, what can I do? Oh, I'm going to go beat the shit out of Vinny Letiri. I won't have to play the rest of the year. Smitty, dude. That's all I have to say. It's fucking Smitty. I like Smitty. I, my hero of the week here. I can't believe he did that. Is uh, late round picks making a push? We've talked about this. Yep. Uh, the Bruins right now, third round pick Jacob Lazo, who scored like three goals in two preseason games. Bruins fans are creaming their pants about him. He's going to start in the NHL. Like, get over it. Um, I'm sure there's examples everywhere else. Obviously, like Jasper Bratt made it last year as a fifth round pick as an 18 year old. But the, the European kid who's on your team in training camp who's lighting it up, it might not produce in the regular season just yet, so relax. Yeah, no, that's good. I feel like the Rangers never really have that problem. I feel like they never – I don't know the last time the Rangers drafted somebody fucking late that, like, made a push. Maybe I'm being an idiot. It's probably every college kid ever, dude. Oh, yeah, but, like, we didn't draft them, so maybe I'm not being that dumb. Like, VC and Hayes, we didn't draft. and Hayes, Were they both pretty high up? Was Yeah, they were – Hayes was first round. Where was VC picked? Like fifth round. Oh, okay, so I guess I guess Jimmy BC. Uh, I mean, yes, for fast, sort of. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm all right about it. Neil Pionk. I guess defensively, the Rangers have had that happen, but I I get it. I get it. That's a good hero. Three stars. Don't know. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. Brought to you by nobody. Training camp. Tryouts. Oh my God. Youth hockey. They're all starting up. Uh, it's a great time of year. Everyone's getting in the rink. The ice just got fucking frozen for all those asshole rinks that have summer hockey over in the summer. So you had to drive 45 minutes to Troy to fucking drive through the scariest neighborhood in town <laughs> to just fucking play pickup against a couple guys picking their nose. Yeah. Um, it's fun, dude. It's that time of year. Practice is fucking... Railing up. It's that time of year when a coach fucking 
is drawing up a drill on that board. You're like, eyes are glued to it. You're like, oh my fucking God, like I can't fuck this up. Like two months, two months later, you're not going to give a shit whatever he's doing. Yep. Um, but at that exact moment, you're like, oh my God, I need to memorize this. Um, and, and most of the time you don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Oh, the worst. The worst too. Um, I don't know if they did it because they thought you weren't listening or because they thought you were going to listen. Is like when my name would get called to like be the first guy up to demonstrate a drill and mm-hmm. I'd like look to my left and to my right and be like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. There's nothing worse. And I think almost every hockey player has done it when they're like growing up where a coach calls you out to demonstrate a drill and you fuck it up with them. Uh-huh. And he's like, get out of here. He's yep. like, give me a new guy. Like go to the end of the line. Yeah. Yeah. But when you go back to the line, all the boys are pumped to see you. They're like, yeah, great job, dude. You're an idiot. Yeah. So, here we go. Three best drills. I think this is going to be highly contested. Yeah. When I said it out loud as an idea, it seemed kind of dumb, but I think I'm about it. I, I think, think it's going to be a good three stars. Yeah. All right. So my third star, I think uh, it's starting up, so you may not know all your teammates yet. I think the easiest way to figure out a player is by playing the rebound game. It's when the guy has the puck in like the high slot, and there's players lined up in a in a straight line towards the goal on the left side of him and the right side of him. And you get a shot, and and if the goalie makes a save, if there's a rebound, you get another shot. I love that game. You can tell who's going to buy into a team if he's shooting it low, trying to bang it off the pads or something like that. And then you also know you have the pretty boys that are fucking firing head high, like snapshots at the goalie's head and shit. And there's always one guy who drills the goalie in the face. Goalie freaks out. We're just like, dude, we're just trying to play rebound. Love the rebound game. What do you? What do you? Are you a rebound guy or no? Here's my thing. It's a good game. The issue that I had um, was that mainly I was a last guy on, first guy off type of player. Um, so I never was really there when the drill was being played in itself. Like, I, I honestly never really played the drill. I also think it's because I played defense probably. Um, but the few times that I did, I had fun doing it. But the worst was when, I don't know. My issue with the game is you always get that one kid. He's got, like, white skates and, like, a fucking steel chrome cage and he's trying to snipe and there's just no rebounds available. He's like going glass high. He's shooting it into the chest. Yeah, but that else. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's the first day of like tryouts or training or whatever. You can you can clearly read who's a good hockey player by playing that game. True. Although it is fair game if on your last shot to just try to fucking snipe and get out. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh my third star is shootout to end practice um i you don't seem to be a fan i was a fan um i think i had an all right success rate i think if you're a player who people don't expect you to score there's no pressure on you so you really don't give a fuck because if you don't score it's like that kid didn't score but if you did it's like oh like good for him i guess so i so i I think if you have that element of it not giving a fuck it was fun um but I just always love seeing kids fucking. My favorite part was just chirping. Yeah. Like it's it's not the drill itself that I really enjoyed. It's just like sitting there and the whole team's watching and everyone's just fucking chirping the kid. Like it doesn't matter if you score or not. You're gonna get fucking chirped for your actions. You look like a fucking idiot out there. Sick pump, sick pump fake. Like oh that fucking puck dribbled through. Like there's always the kid who over stick handles and like ends up in the fucking corner like holding his jock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. shit's funny. Yeah, no, I agree. The only shitty part with that, I don't know how you guys played. Did you, did you guys just normally go through once and that was it? Or did you just keep shooting until somebody won? Once Shooting until somebody won was the best. I played that on a few teams. See, I didn't really like that because then I would just be sitting there watching the same clowns fucking try to score goals. 
Yeah, but that's when you fucking get to chirp, dude. And I get what you're saying. It can be fucking frustrating. Um, I don't know. I, I liked get it. it. I that's thought it was funny. Also, also, there was always one goalie that was going to toss that one aggressive poke check in a two-pad stack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out like, TJ Delaney. Yeah, I, I think every team had that one goalie that was going to fucking try that. It was all – that was great too. So third star, even though I agree with you, it did have its flaws. Okay, my second star is the one-touch Sienna special. At the beginning of every single practice, what we would do is we would have uh, – we have two guys like standing probably about like, I don't know, 15 feet away from each other, and one guy would take the puck, pass it to the one guy. Uh, as he's pivoting to go the other way, pats the other guy, and the other guy jumps in, and there's no shooting. It's nothing like that. It's literally just to warm up the hands, and you're just – it's two one-touch passes, and then you're back in line. I love that. You didn't really have to work all that fucking hard at it. Uh, it got the, it got the hands warm, and for some reason the boys fucking loved it. I remember my first year we did it every time, and then my second year we got a new coach, and like the coach's like first three days of practice, we're like, we went into his office and we're like, dude, we can't do this anymore. Like we're gonna do our own thing. And day day four, fucking one touch was the first thing the boys were fired up. I know it's not that sweet of a drill, but it just means something. Yeah, dude. I mean, as soon as you said Sienna special, I stopped listening. Fair. That's um, fine. That's fine. My... All right. What's your second star? Because I don't really want to talk about it either. <laughs> uh, battle drills, as you call them. One-on-one in the corner. It was one of the stupidest drills ever. But the drill where, like, the coaches, they put two they put two pucks in the fucking face-off circle and they fucking have them at an angle towards the corner. One-on-one or two-on-two, they dump the puck in. Two guys from each side of the net go out and try to fucking bang one home. Yeah. Uh, Pure chaos. <laughs> yeah. No structure to that drill at all. Yeah, dude. The reason I love that drill is because the best method going in was uh, second to the puck. Let the first guy get in there. And then you can just hammer cross checks on him. He's not getting away from you. Yeah. Like, if you play that right and you just keep fucking pounding his body and bruising it, then they're going to give you the puck. Like, that was the most fun to me. But at the same time, going in first and fucking battling and getting out of there, I think, is such a rewarding feeling. Like, oh, yeah. That drill was really stupid, and there were so many times I was like, fuck this, like this doesn't show me anything. But scoring in that drill, to me, was one of the more rewarding feelings you could feel. Yeah, that's like whipping your fucking balls out, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's all you have to do is work harder than the other guy. Like, If you work harder or smarter than the other guy, then you're going to fucking win. I will say two-on-two is way better, because then I can kind of pick my spot a little bit one-on-one kind of sucked because it was like you're going full tilt but like if it was ever two-on-two i would make sure i was like the third or fourth guy to the puck and then just fucking read and react see here's the thing and this kind of goes back to the uh and it's funny because it kind of goes back to the same thing we were talking about the rebound drill two-on-two like if i had a kid that i knew was going to do something stupid or like shoot wide I, i i hated it but like I was always about the kid that just turn around fucking whip it on net and just fucking pucks on that and crash yeah, just yeah, like if yeah. I had a guy that I knew was going to do that, that I knew was going to be a successful event, because like it, the kid, the kid who stops, you know, he's like doing like the hesitation, like fucking shaking himself out in the corner. Yeah, just like it's like that's never going to work out unless no. you're like Connor no. But if you're fucking first one of the puck and you just get to it and turn around, just fucking shoot as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah, power move. Yeah, power. the best too is like the goalie. And, like, the goalie never actually reacts to it, so you score, and then, like... There's the always a huge rebound, and it's whoever crashes the net first. And then once you crash the net, then it's literally chaos, because anybody can score. It's not like one person's really defending, so everybody's just fucking slapping at the goalie. I feel like every time that happens, the coach is, like, fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your one, number one star? It's, it's... I put this in here. It may not just be for, like, hockey starting up, just hockey in general. I love a good power play penalty kill. 
There's nothing better than being on the penalty kill and just pissing the power play off because they can't score on you because 90% of the time they fucking suck. And all you have to do is just clear clear the zone. And every time you clear the zone, you're like, yeah, I should probably be on the power play. Why am I not doing your fucking job? And it's just beacon the entire time. Like every team that I had been on, we had a fucking sick, sick penalty kill. And the power play could never fucking score. Yeah, I mean... That was the best. And, and, and it'd probably be fun if you're on the power play too because you're just fucking ripping pucks. Yeah, I, I would just say that, like, when you're on the power play, like, that's not easy. Like, obviously, like, regardless, like, the penalty killers are supposed to not be as good as you when you're on the power play, but they know what you're going to do. They're on your yeah. team. They know, what you, they know what you run. Like, when I would penalty kill, I would cheat so hard when I knew there was going to be, like, a pass. Yeah. Fucking, no, I, like, you could slide and predict what they were going to do because they – because coach would always give him the puck and be like, "Run this stupid." You fucking you go here and you go here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's let's run it live. Yeah, right. they'd like tell, they'd be sitting there telling you what the other team's gonna do, and you're sitting there as a penalty killer. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, coach. Appreciate appreciate it. So, man. I mean, like that part, I agree with that, dude. I, I think it was always fun. One of the fun, one of the funniest things when I played at Hudson Valley. I'm not gonna name. I don't think any of them fucking listen anyway, but. There was one kid who was on the power play, and everybody on the penalty kill like resented him because he, he we didn't think he was that fucking good. And we had this one defenseman. I mean, he's from Ogdensburg, New York. I think he's boys with Jimmy Howard. And he showed up in a vehicle that said sled necks on it. Like, this guy was fucking just, like, just fucking crazy a little bit, but, like, a good kid. But the kid who we fucking resented, he was in front of the net on the penalty kill. And I would watch the Ogdensburg kid fucking hack this poor kid probably like 20 times every time we did power play penalty kill. Like, I didn't even pay attention to the puck. I just watched Johnson just fucking abuse this guy in front of the net. It was one of the funniest things ever. I'll always remember that. Damn, dude. Yeah. That was a tearjerker. Johnson in front of the net on the penalty kill. Fuck yeah. What was the rink? What's that rink called? Conway Ice Arena. Conway. Heading down to Conway for the game. My number one star. Oh, shout out to Feverboy Rex. You saw my first ever uh, junior college goal. Thanks. All right, keep going. My number one, my number one star, and this has two parts. With the first is that stupid drill where, as a defenseman, <clears throat> you just have to go D to D and break the puck out, and then the forwards have to fucking skate all the way around the rink, like sprinting, yeah, and then complete a drill. Um, <clears throat> there was nothing more rewarding than that for me, having to do absolutely nothing except for make a pass. Um, the flip side of that is when the coaches, you know, you know, when you do those types of drills and the coach would make the D like fucking regroup two and like yep. fucking yep. play the game. Two, two sets of D, the first D go D to D, break out, forwards go up, they go D to D, regroup, and then it's like a three on two coming your way. The worst part about that was the worst drill in the world for defensemen. Like <clears throat> it was literally like, I remember I'd pass the puck and I would just fucking dead sprint to the blue line as fast as I could. You stop on the dime and then the forwards like already passed you. It's like, holy shit, coach. Like, give me a fight and chance. Yeah. Like, they're fucking wheeling right now and I have zero gap. Yeah. They literally, the forwards literally fucking regroup in the far end, fucking skate the whole way down the ice, fucking turn and fucking come in guns blazing down the other end. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but you want to know what? I would know who was a good defenseman if the defenseman who made that original pass would skate up with the forwards, like, to the far blue line. And then kind of, like, so you, the gap's not fucking, like, 30 feet. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is in order to do that, what the defenseman would have to do is hold on to the puck so they could move up and then yeah. pass it. Like, yeah, so it's like, quick. 
you would have to cheat. It was just a fucking, it was just an anxious drill. Yeah. And I feel like for forwards too, if you were like a forward group and it was like a two on one and the defenseman actually like stopped you, like I felt like that was embarrassing. Like, I, yeah. like my, that was, I love stopping people in two on one and one on one drills. Like, like just because I feel like they're expected to beat you and it's like, I don't know, man. Like as a forward, like was it fun? Like I know you were more of a role player. And that's not even a chirp. I feel like you embrace that. Like, if you, like, got a one-on-one with, like, the number one defenseman in practice, you walked him. Like, was that fucking fun as hell for you? I did it. Uh, yeah, I did a couple years ago on Beer League, and I walked some Plattsburgh defenseman, and that was the best fucking thing I've ever done, ever. Like, ever. Like, fuck, and it was in the championship game. It was the game that we fucking won, like, 17-3. to This kid who was going to Plattsburgh the next year, I was one-on-one, and I did that stupid fucking move where I go between my legs, and it worked, and I scored, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I guess some kid who's like supposed to be a fucking D three stud. Cool, that works. Shit, dude. I'm sweet. Well, there it is. Some great stories. I felt like Ken really brought the stories. Tried. Uh, I hope I was an adequate host for everybody. Ken has a lot of uh, editing to do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what you got? Any final thoughts? No, I uh, I thought you did a good job, dude. Uh, I'm going to play, it's September 21st, so I'm going to play September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I feel like you're three weeks late, pal. What do you mean? They talk about the 21st of September in the song. What's today? September 21st. Well, it's the 22nd now, bud, so fucking check your calendar. We started fucking four hours ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, play the, play the song. All right, see you guys.